What are you doing out in the snow? It's 32 degrees below zero Celsius. And my dad is working hard, looking beyond the extents of hypothermia, hypochondria, and all the elements combined, he works to build a fence. A true servant, a true worker, a true exhibit of hard work and ethics. This is my father in whom I am well pleased. Hey, it's me again. Does your job still suck? Are you still mad at your job and therefore life sucking? Then you should join the Bitcoin podcast Slack where the people there don't suck or at least their jobs don't. So, in essence, their lives don't either. Join the Slack. This is not even hey. in here. Welcome to the Bitcoin podcast. This is episode of 390, the second of the lost episodes. Corey, we started that. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, I'm the host of Talks First, D. I am a secondary host, Dr. Corey Petty. You can yeah. call me DP. <laughs> Jesse's coming in pretty hot. And hot. Hey, I'm a third host. A drink. Jesse, you bro, get? where'd you go? <laughs> I got I got a mango peach, like a mango angry yeah. orchard, peach mango. Cheers, buddy. Nice. I'm drinking some, drinking some Corona. Cheers. Coke Zero. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers to us. So welcome to the Bitcoin Podcast. This is your first time hearing the Bitcoin Podcast. Boy, are you in a poor rude awakening. This isn't about Bitcoin. Hell, it's barely uh -huh. about podcasting. No. Um, no, no, no. Um, you know, if you wanna if you wanted to like get back into uh, you know, a uh historical timestamps of what was going on in crypto, feel free to listen to the back catalog. There's plenty of episodes you'd enjoy. At one point the price of Bitcoin is like three hundred dollars. Three hundred and ninety of them. Well, 289 mm -hmm. of them. So we're making yep. the 90. That's right. But, but if this is not your first time, you listened last week and the week before, the week before that, going back probably about, I don't know, six months, you know, we've been winding down on the Bitcoin podcast as we transition into hashing it out. But 
Anyways, we're going to get into some crypto talk here for you. Try and keep your mind off of what's going on in the market. Because some of you right now, if you're listening to me from, you know, a dark room with no light on and you're looking at just your phone and you're looking at just your coin market cap account or whatever you use to look at your portfolio, you're probably wondering why you make the decision. Kudos, kudos to those who are still listening to Bitcoin podcasts and like crypto podcasts at all based on like pricing. They're just like, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like people who are still listening, they're like, they're going to be like, they're either like panicking, trying to figure out what to do, hoping to hear like, we're going to tell them like, it's going to be okay. You know, or they've, they've been here a while and they've done this before. Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, we can't tell you it's, it's going to be okay, but this isn't our first ride on this crazy roller coaster called crypto. Um, usually when it gets to feeling right like this is right when, you know, it kind of, levels off and you get distracted with life and or if you're in the community you're building on bigger projects you can finally get back to the work because you're not like man i could just i could spin up a a unicorn coin clone real quick and just paint some metal on it we'll call it metal uh, you know that happens every time Corey. i mean you could probably speak for it how distracted do, do your colleagues and yourself get during super super price spikes like the ones we've experienced the past like 18 months or so hmm. i guess the big price spikes add quite a bit of like additional like what's the word i'm looking for like they take my attention away because when the price spikes happen it gets to a point where what i had set up in terms of a portfolio gets unbalanced like really unbalanced mm -hmm. i need to figure out how to reallocate that appropriately so that like I'm being a good custodian of my own money and I can make good life choices. And when the prices are down, none of that happens. I'm just like, well, prices are not even shit I'm building. Like mm -hmm. as it goes, as, as things grow and they get to the point where like things are unbalanced then I need to like, it, like I can make real actionable change in my life. I have to start planning for that type of stuff. And like when, if it gets real unbalanced then like those plans are, significant and take a good portion of my time mm -hmm. and so like and then you're like well how do i like better leverage this how do i set things up appropriately and like when prices are low you're just kind of like i don't know i'm accumulating things i think are important or interesting and see what happens later but like when you have to use the money to like make change in your life then it takes quite a bit of time i was talking about people? like i don't know this is all hotel plus right this is yeah, were you, were you not were you not asking that question? Did I answer a completely different well, question? Kind of. You yeah, you answered a completely different question. What I meant was like if you, when you're at work and you you know you guys in the field that you're in, you're working with colleagues that have extreme talent. Like you know the talent's not on the. It's basically like if you were on a pro football team level of talent. Like you could play for any one of these 32 teams. You chose this one, right? So in times where there's a price spike and any one of those pro athletes is like, hell, man, I could just switch teams real quick. I could just make oh, yeah, my that's, own that's thing also, real quick. I could just, yeah, there's you know. Two other things that, that come into play based on what you just said. One is uh, keeping talent. Yeah, that's what I mean. So like, that's like a really hard thing to do. It's like if I, it's like I, I manage people at this point. I'm not a developer anymore. And, and it's like when prices get high, people get real cocky with what they're worth. And so hiring mm -hmm. is very difficult because 
to hire the right person to do a specific, very specific job, they're incredibly expensive. Or uh, someone was willing to offer them, like see, see if already hired them and they're doing a really good job. Someone's willing to hire that person for more than what you're paying them. And so like you have, you actively have to try and engage people to be aligned with what you're trying to build from an ideological standpoint and like not only offer them a salary that's like competitive, but also additional incentives that keep them invested in the things they're building and the, and the success of the things they're building. Cause you don't have that. It can just be like a dead weight, kind of like passively contributing, waiting for that next opportunity. And the opportunities are rampant. Yeah. And then at the same time, from a different perspective, prices are going up. You have a stake, you have like, and you have a token associated with your project. You have a bunch of stakeholders, like people buying your token, asking you why token isn't moving as much as they think it should be. Or like, why aren't you doing this thing? Or like, I want this, make this happen. So you have such a larger engagement from the community associated with pricing. And not like, mm. it's not as much aligned with what you're building and why you're building it. It's make token price go up. Or why don't I have my token? Why, why aren't you doing the work to make the token price go up? And so like, you have to manage that too. And so like when prices are up, the amount of triage and active management you have to do as an organization drastically goes up with it. it takes away from your ability. That's why like the mantra is like when it's a bear market, you build because you don't have these extra detractors from doing the mission statement of whatever your project is. Mm. From a security that, standpoint, like how, how do you triage? Like what is, what does day to day look like when things are booming and you get a lot of wind moon? Hmm. Well, I don't give a shit about Wind Moon. Like they can go fuck themselves. I really don't care. But like, bro, Wind Moon. How does security? How does security get impacted as bro. the price goes up? Security gets impacted because of the way risk shifts with price. So, like, what may be set up as like a, I don't know, low security wallet that hand, handles bounties within an organization that's managed by a few people. And prices go up and that becomes something that's substantial and changes someone's life. The risk profile of those who can manage that, 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 that wet wallet goes up with it. And if you're not watching those things, then someone can take a bunch of money and walk away. So like internal threats become an issue. Um, the pricing of individual features become an issue. If like someone can game it and the economic part of gaming it wasn't worthwhile in early pricing. There's a lot of things that can change when pricing goes up because risks change as price goes up. So like when you're saying to, to the end that you're saying like the money becomes worth it to somebody like internally then to like steal well, it? Any, any, anywhere, anywhere, like internal threats are a real thing. Like rug pulls are real. Yeah. yeah. How do you risk? I always think inside job. Anytime. Inside job. That's my first place. Like how do you threat model that? How do you threat model the internal like risk of like money go up and people get, you know, like, you need they to, want to rug it. You need to know who has access to what funds and you need to watch. And then you need to think about like under what circumstances can these funds be pulled out and then think about why someone would do that and, and what under what, and like, what, what is the consequence of someone walking away with this money? And if the consequence, if the financial consequences are commensurate to the benefits of doing it, then they're more likely to do it. You, know, huh. you have to, and that's, and that's so situational that you just have to think about it all the time. Did you think about it all the time? Yeah. Why did I got out of security? <laughs> I'm tired of thinking about that. <laughs> like, like, oh, Bob from accounting uh, could take, take the bag. 
for, I don't know, it's, bounties. It's depressing to, to actively think about the people you care about and trust in shitty scenarios. Or just like every single week someone comes to you and says like, hey, guess what else you need to worry about? This uh, this zero day threat that's going to take all your users' money. Like, you know, like it's, it's did you ever, um, over a long period of time. Did you ever think of strategically <laughs> placed laser pointers? Like... You know, if somebody gets out of their car in their driveway, like a laser pointer from like a thousand feet away, just points at their chest. And it's like, what is that? Oh, my God. Am I being sniped right now? Like, you know, just give them like constant threats. A little bit of but, a little bit of like yeah. watching. It's fine. Just a little D, like take them to one. You like like D is the surveillance machine. Like <laughs> just I'm saying like there's other things you can I'm do outside you. of the box is like take them to lunch with like your Russian friend that wears tracksuits and like who's this? And he's like, Oh, that's just Vladimir. Don't worry about him. And I'm pretty sure that's racist. What if what if he became a security? Is it racist? How old is though? Do you think that would be interesting? It's not racist, it's sensitive. If D was a security engineer? Yeah. Imagine if D was like a security engineer. It would be hilarious. It would also <laughs> he would also get fired immediately. Yeah, I would do some ethically questionable things. Just see how I guarantee you, I would. I would it would make for I good would, storytelling. Yeah, I would. I would be like, "Have you ever seen that movie Jackal, Jesse?" Uh no. Well, there's a movie Jackal where Bruce Willis plays an assassin. That's where the story started. Okay. And then he's got a remote control 50 caliber machine gun in the back of vans that he drives around. You know? Yeah. I'm just saying, I would do some somewhere in between legal and that. Is where I would, you know, be as a security. So, officer. Whoa, whoa, tripod, okay. tripod machine gun. <laughs> yeah, tripod machine guns. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, look. At the end of the day, the best security on the planet still is like super big, strong dudes that walk around with you, and like uh, security, like like you know. Yeah, Corey's like Corey's like no. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like the, like the tech is a real thing for a person. We're like a real person, so like this a real person, yeah, for a real person, yeah, you need a security detail. Like, if yeah. you look at any of the successful founders in projects, yeah, they have a security detail, even if you don't see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, are the best security details not the ones that are like big, huge dudes, and they're like little tiny people? No, you want big, no? huge. No, you big. need big people. Why would you want that? Like you want, I don't like, know. What, what, give me like an example of this. Like you want like oh, kids like from uh, unsuspectful. Like somebody, not sorry, not unsuspectful. That not suspicious. Like you'd never think it's a security guy. Yeah, you know, like, like inconspicuous. Yeah, yeah exactly. Inconspicuous. Not me, man. I want the largest security guys ever. Did you see what happened to the guy that tackled Dave Chappelle? Yeah, Did you yeah. See it? His, his arm, arm was the like way. turned yeah. the other direction, and like your arm is bent this way, but his arm bent the other way. Yeah, like I'd rather people not know, know that I'm successful. Yeah, that'd I be mean nice. everybody would, but that. sometimes you just can't control it, man. Sometimes. I was actually talking about this, like the what we're what we're building. There's a chance that I become successful at status. No, you're not. I was like, you're, Aaron, we may have a security successful. detail. You just tell, like, you tell yourself, and then you tell oh, everybody. It's a big no. failure. Yeah, it's yeah. a big failure. And I have nothing. To it, do it all failed. Worry about it. Then they show you the price on their phone. Like, are you sure though? Well, I have nothing sure to do with that. that. I, I get screwed oh, yeah. out of all the tokens <laughs> and I got nothing. Sorry. Crazy. But you story. literally keep talking about it. <laughs> you don't you don't see me eating this peanut butter jelly sandwich with Wonder Bread? That's, all right. that's, that's a little bit though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Uh sorry, we're gonna have a moment of silence for those of you that are really going through it with the market. Look, we're sorry. But this is crypto. I can tell you this. If at it makes the same you feel time, better, we've been preaching. 
Oh, yeah, plus, like you, don't, you don't put money in, you don't, you can't lose. This is this is why. Yeah, man. Like, if you need the money, a, it shouldn't be in crypto. Until there's a world where, like, you're walking down the street just paying for shit in Bitcoin, and, and it's not some stupid little card with that's really not even Bitcoin at all. It's just Visa making their cut off of Bitcoin in a very slick and smart way. You get four percent in uh, in XRP on that. I don't know. Maybe is that, is that what the that card is? Okay, never mind. It's one of those cards. There's so many cards. It's they, yeah, there are. Since there are the internet knows me as me, like all I get are advertisements for dumb crypto products all day, every day. There's like eight different cards. Matt Damon. I see Matt Damon all the fucking time, all the time. And I hear that I most of those cards, like APYs or APRs or whatever they are, whatever benefits you get from them, are like going down substantially. Yeah, that's what I heard too. Yeah. Reasonably, because prices are going down substantially. To be honest, I have yeah. no idea what prices are. I literally don't know. I've looked at them in, in over a month. So let me say they something. went, they went down, Corey. I just, all I know is they're down. down. That's the only thing I know. Flat. Yeah, I'm afraid. I'm kind of afraid to look. <laughs> you want, yeah, everybody's you like, want. crypto's over, guys. Pack Doesn't it make a difference. I bought a Put house. Your, I, I took what out. I took out what I needed at the, at the top. Put your head in the sand, bro, and just just ride. It's fine. Out. I'm gonna keep. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. I'm just gonna keep. Like, I guess when I'm when I'm making like when I'm buying more because I buy every month, it looks a lot bigger. Yeah. That's that's gonna be when you're gonna be happy is at the end. At the, but I haven't done that in a few months, so I just got a stack that I have of like of die that I need to allocate to. What if it goes down? Tokens. What if die is the next target like, after UST? No, Ooh, if you like UST, like I don't think well, UST was a was a sketchy mechanism. Yeah, die was like there's someone who talked about this. I forgot who it was. A sketchy. Was like, why don't we praise sketchy mechanism? It's the name of a band in high school. Sketchinism. Sketchinism. Uh, it's like why don't we praise the like simple token economic games like game like mechanism design because like die is simple i think relatively speaking <laughs> it's pretty simple and it's Don't stable well yeah. so far like ust just took a massive shit and it's, so, it's the I'll, reason why everything's down like i actually like, want to elaborate go ahead go ahead <laughs> damn bro hold up there's a contributing factor <laughs> Mute shit. It's a contributing factor to why everything is down, and if not the main factor, and like die stable. Like I'm not gonna say it's gonna remain stable, but it's, it? it's remained stable, stable so far. What? Can you poke it in such a way that it gets drained like UST? I don't know, but like <laughs> with simple mechanisms, it's yeah. easy to reason about what can happen. Yeah, and the more complex the mechanism is, like how many different variables are in play. It, yeah. It exponentially, it makes it more exponentially more difficult to model and reason about what can happen and create a black swan event. So was was UST really complicated in terms of how it? I have it no idea. Realized? I know it's way Me more complicated either. than die, but okay, gotcha. Yeah, I don't, I don't know the complexity of these algorithmic stable coins. I know that I need to look at them because it's something we're building requires some stability, What's, right? So like. I'm going to learn from this pretty hard. Yeah. I'll come back to you yeah. with more. <laughs> yeah. I think the hilarity of it is um, not hilarity. This is no different with currencies that exist. Right? It's just like crypto is learning the lessons really, really, really fast. I think that's why like old people kind of like laugh at crypto and the crypto community. Cause they're like, huh, Oh, you're going to learn that one tough. And huh, Oh yeah. That's a, that's a great idea. Young whippersnapper. Hope it works out for you because I think they kind of learned these things like right now 
economists are talking about, man, how do we avoid the inflation of the 70s? It looks like it's creeping back up on us again, where mm-hmm. we might as well be walking around with toilet paper, right? Like, I feel like in the entrenched economy, not the crypto economy, these lessons have been learned. Like, the dollar changes value. Every, all these I mean, people are working on like 10% inflation every year, like, from a, like, realistically speaking. Yeah. And, and, and so, you know, when you're talking you take about starting to make business bets from 10% inflation year over year. Is that what you're dude, saying? I think there's business bets on. Um, what, what did like, you say, Corey? I'm just curious. People that I know are yeah. actively worried about the reality of 10% inflation in the US yeah. dollar year over year. So they're, they're starting to like base that, like factor that into their business bets. I don't know what they're doing about it. <laughs> I just know okay. that they're actually actively worried about it. And it was, a, it was a big part of like, shit's fucked, not getting better real anytime soon. Interesting. Okay. Huh. It's I don't not think like anybody. Only crypto's down. Like the entire world economy. I know. Down. I know. I'm looking Except at Except for maybe housing. Down. But like, maybe that's a, like a, also like part, it, it doesn't, it looks like it's propped up There's because everything else is rising. There's a bubble in the housing market and that one's going to get popped probably as well. Mm-hmm. Like in, in Texas, it's like, what is it? 200 dollars per square feet for construction right now yeah that doesn't sound right at all i don't know man i I think that uh i think there's a lot of terrible things going on in all markets all around the world and it just looks pretty rough i don't know i feel like i've said a lot on show i hope if we don't blow ourselves into oblivion this crypto stuff's gonna be baller but (laughs) but. (laughs) that's kind of the weird part like building its status isn't necessarily like financially like most of the most of what you see being built if not all of it i mean i can think of maybe one or two instances where this isn't the case is financially driven it's like DeFi. like we're optimizing for DeFi. that's what's taken over Mm -hmm. and what we're building isn't that so it's exciting to keep building what status and logos is building and think about how that maybe enables like communities to be built and operate better than they could beforehand. Mm-hmm. But I hope we can make it there. Like it's like, yeah, it's to me, it's very funny because what is, Andreas Antonopoulos used to say, money is the obvious first use case. Yes, I agree. Finance, maybe not the obvious second use case. Well, when you have money, and you have like permissionlessness. You, you're not going to stop finance. That's the thing. Yeah, right? it's like it's not, and it's oof. I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of people learning. There's always going to be. It's always going to be there. It's not going to go away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people learning a lot of lessons right now, but there's still, you know, I think one. I'm very proud of. Ethereum seems to not be dropping nearly as rapidly as everything else. It's dropping, don't get me wrong, but it's not dropping nearly as fast. Uh, Avalanche was holding steady until I think this Binchy, this Binchy stuff. Binchy, bin, bin how do you say that? Bing, bin I think it's right. Binchy. I think she is she. Yeah, she sounds way more yeah. appropriate. But Benchy, apparently something's going on with that this morning. I don't know. Every morning, it's like the opposite of Christmas morning. UST what do you had, call that? Had, a, had reserves in Avalanche, and apparently uh, that's, that's what that's happened. What, so they're dumping yeah. that to keep it stabilized. Got yeah, they're it. dumping. So, yeah, so like, yeah, so like might dumping all the Avalanche up. they had. Yeah. So Alvix might pop back up when they're done liquidating all this UST. I think that I'm just speculating here. 
it's going to be a few months before everything comes back. Yeah, it's going to be a while. Well, gonna, I think, well, one of the things that happens is the bear markets, either they feel longer or are longer <laughs> each time. No, bro. The 2017 bear market lasted like three years. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's true. But the one before that was 2013, right? It's supposed to get longer, right? It's it dilates. Yeah, it was, 2000, it was 2013. In 2013, Mount Gox happened, and that's when I watched my little Bitcoin go from like a thousand plus per to two hundred dollars, and I was like, oh, this is so. Most, guys, most of the people that I've seen on Twitter like talk about price is like or like or like we've been here before. Is like I watched my fifteen hundred dollar Ether drop to like ninety dollars. Yeah. So like, mm-hmm. I'm like whatever. Man, we're I'm old. dead inside. I'm already we're dead old. inside. This isn't a problem. Yeah. I'm already same. Dead. I'm, <laughs> I, I, look, it's what's crazy is we're oh, dead you inside. Ninety like percent to come at me, bro. Like, Here's the thing that's Saturday. <laughs> the the double sided blade of on ramping people and becoming and trying to educate people in crypto and then them eventually taking the leap is that although you're dead inside. They are not. They're not. And you can see, I'm looking in their eyes and they're like, bro. Especially if they're like on ramp. And what did like you do for me? Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm worth more money now. Oh shit, I'm smart. And it goes down and they're like, what did you make me do? What am I money have you done? This? You did this to <laughs> me. Wait, yeah. And I'm like, I don't think, I don't think I did. I educated <laughs> Where'd money go? Where'd money go? <laughs> Where'd money go? I think you have to like jump into crypto with the mindset that like money that's how they look at me but where money go i'm like oh yeah i don't, I don't know to tell you got, you know chickens and roosters and damn you guys yeah, are wrong with that i always bring it back to the fundamentals and i don't i feel like if the fundamentals have changed it changed in such a way that maybe gpps can never find the fundamentals again but but by fundamentals, I'm talking about like Bitcoin mining is all time highs. Like it, it bounced back from that the biggest drop it ever had, and oh, now it's like hash rate. Re- yeah, the hash rate is like almost the the hash rate is like almost twice as high as it was before it dropped down. So, I'm so like, that correlation yeah. of like hash rate to price is no longer this the case. It's definitely blown the fuck out of. It's not working right now. That's for damn sure. So. But the reason why to pay attention to hash rates and, and especially Bitcoin's hash rate is because if that goes down, then there ain't no Bitcoin, no security, not all the shit that, that Bitcoin's built yeah, on. I would, I would also argue that the security of Bitcoin is overly secure compared to the value of what it provides. Very true. Very true. So it could drop substantially and still provide the same level of utility without having nearly as much mining minded. Very true. But what is? <clears throat> Have you come to that conclusion? Like, are you just looking at economic like cost of attack? Yeah, economic cost That's of attack percent. versus what, what value it's providing to the ecosystem. Yeah. I think it, what kind of value? Like, just strict like how much it's worth. Yeah, like what? Like what? How? I mean, if you look at it from like a maybe like a what utility it provides to various markets so if we look yeah. at like remittances and what what percentage of that market it owns which gives you a valuation of the of a given token price right damn yeah like that's right. one way of, eva- of evaluating it based on its 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 market share of the utilities that it participates in the the amount of, the amount of costs to 
breaks the network is massively outweighed by its utility in various industries. Utility. Do you have like a paper on this that I can just look at? Not off the top of my head. <laughs> That's where it exists. Yeah. Curious. Um, it was so much easier when you were just like, oh, I just want to co-opt it for like the block rewards, you know? And now, now it's like, oh, to, there's so much shit attached to it. Like, you know, Bitcoin being bridged over and maybe it has... Yeah, bridges, bridges are the new or the new juicy honeypot for attackers. Yeah. That was the, that was what I took. So me, for those that don't know, me and Jesse were in Amsterdam and then Dubai last month, the end of like the la- second half of last month. And in, in Amsterdam, we went to tr- the Trust X event, which was, um, Trust X, X, Trust X, X. It was like, it was basically like the, I don't know, in my opinion, the best security event that ever happened in the Ethereum ecosystem. That was really cool. Um, security people hashing it out sponsored big deal Another we deal. did we uh, were on that i saw it yep saw the logo up there i gave four oh. talks at that event anyway uh that's right like what i took away from all of the talks that i watched was that like bridges are the most vulnerable place or like cost efficient and vulnerable place for attackers to go after and it doesn't look good in terms of the horizon of like them getting any better or like less vulnerable so far. What's the, what's the alternative? I never bridging. Go ahead. D. Well, I'm the way thinking. current things currently work for most bridges. It's like, first off, a bridge is moving one asset from one network to a different network. So like I'm going to make, I'm going to take my value in Bitcoin and bridge it to Ethereum so that I can use my, associated value on Bitcoin on Ethereum in smart contracts, right? Typically that happens for like that type of differentiated network is I need to lock up my Bitcoin somewhere in the Bitcoin network. And then I need some nodes to watch for that to happen. And then mint something called wrapped Bitcoin on Ethereum. That is a representation of the locked up Bitcoin on the Bitcoin network. So what that does is it basically like, pretends that the Bitcoin can't be used on Bitcoin based on some trust assumption. And then has that value freely floating on Ethereum somewhere to be locked up in, you know, smart contracts or DeFi or whatever. So what you do when you bridge something is you lock it up and then pretend it can't be used. So when that gets hacked and it does get used, then you screw up a whole bunch of things. What you're doing in the process of using that bridge is you're pooling a bunch of funds in a single place, right? That's that's that, that contract that is basically saying like the funds in this particular contract are actually liquid somewhere else and they're not supposed to be used here. And when you pool that many funds into a contract, you increase the risk associated with whatever can happen on there. So like if someone knows of a way to, to like find a vulnerability to that, they're going to wait until like the funds get big Mm-hmm. And then they're like, all right, now it's worth it for me to break this whole thing and basically break the entire bridge and the economics of everything that was based on it. And so we've built not one, but like 20 different types of these things and just thrown billions at it across different different networks of, of various, various ways. And hackers are like, this is fucking great. I have a bunch of new technology wrapping, like locking up billions of funds that isn't being monitored very well and being deployed too fast because, you know, we need to deploy as fast. Where and, money go? Yeah. 
And so like, that's what's happening. And it's, it's, it's wreaking havoc and it's not going to get any better anytime soon. So it's almost like Taylor was right. Which Taylor? Taylor. Taylor, what'd she say? She's always right. Oh, when she was basically like screaming from the mountaintops that like, we can't just keep deploying unsecure shit. Like, like Ethereum is uniquely different in that Ethereum took a lot of time a lot of care, a lot of research, and then it was boom, it was done. And it was pretty much set it and forget it, of course, except for the DAO, which we will not speak of. Right the DAO now. wasn't an Ethereum issue. The DAO was a smart contract issue. Okay, yes, very true, my bad. It's a smart contract issue. But some of these other things built on top of Ethereum uh, and some of these other things that have been released is just like, oh, cool, it kind of works, let it rip. And she gets Welcome upset to the combination. she's always like, go ahead. Welcome to the combination of, of, of hype and permissionlessness. Yeah. Anybody can do whatever they want, and there's a tremendous amount of hype behind it, and you can market and say whatever you want. See, I, I, again, I fall like those. That's why the elders, the elder investors laugh at crypto because it's like, oh, yeah, we did that before. It's literally why the term snake oil salesman was invented for that emotion, that situation you're going through where you have endless permissionless excitement and hype is what leads to crazy shit and we put a halt to that and it's like it's like oh man they were right they were kind of right but i don't know it's like we can't put the cookie back in the cookie dough packaging i guess <laughs> yeah yeah i guess that's that's where it went you just gotta bake that cookie now cookies out of the packaging um anyways yeah, the bridges suck. I was going to say, Jess, is that I never yeah. feel more vulnerable in life in two scenarios. One is X-rated. The second is when I'm on a bridge. Like physically or using a crypto? Yeah, like like when I'm going across a bridge. Like if I were on the Golden Gate Bridge right now, I would be like a little bit like in awe no slash. Um, I mean, not that X-rated. You can find it on Pornhub. But like it's like it's not like that's you, know. you can get some pretty deep you can get pretty deep yeah. on born up dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's lots of tabs. <laughs> a lot, lots, of, lots of tabs going on. But we're not gonna talk about those. You're, you're, you don't like bridges? No, I love bridges. I like yeah. actually like am like standing on the bridge by them. I like I have favorite bridges. Like yeah. uh, that bridge in Seattle's pretty dope. I'm a fan of the London Bridge, Golden Gate, not so much. It's I mm-hmm. Like I have, I like bridges. They're like, uh, they're fascinating to me. But you can't help but not feel extremely vulnerable. Like, damn, this is a crazy engineering feat. But man, do I feel like I could just fall into the ocean? Like, like I really you feel, feel. You feel like you can fall. <laughs> in. You don't feel like the bridges are like well constructed. I know they're well constructed. I even know the science. Like I know yeah. I took mechanics. I took that. I know it works. It's just I have no still idea how my, bridges are built. In my like gut, it's like it's like, ooh man. This shit could just shear, and then I'm in the ocean. That would suck, right? Like, what about I don't know. Like, are you afraid like, of heights? Um, a little bit. Like, I'm not a fan. Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Jump out of a plane. Do you like like free fall stuff? Like at music conversations get weird. Sorry. Yeah, weird. It's got to really getting into my psyche of heights over here. <laughs> Tell me about your your fascination of bridges, D. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Let me tell you something. It's just my favorite kind of bridge. You know, obviously, suspension bridge. The way it just you know parabolically just balances the weight. I don't know, man. Bridges are fascinating, but I feel vulnerable on them. So if I take that analogy to 
uh, crypto, crypto bridges. bridges. I haven't used them a lot. I haven't used them a lot at all because I'm like, golly. I click, used one click, and, and it didn't go well. Back. It got it got <laughs> drained and I was like, ah, that's a bridge. Like, You see any of the, the, the behind the scenes and then like I think it was four weeks ago. Yeah. And I don't think this is a bridge, but it had the same feeling. And that's when you're moving uh, uh, coins from the C chain to the X chain to the P chain. Okay. I didn't sandwich the transactions, meaning you have to export from one chain and import to another and sign both of those. Right. I only signed one. So the money gone. And I was like, and I was like sitting on my computer and I was like, but where money go? And I kept refreshing it. I remember that. I was you posted, like, yeah. yeah. And then I went I'm into like, I instantaneous. I hit the avalanche. Uh, we have an we have an avalanche support team in our Slack. <laughs> yeah, so that's well, another I reason why. I joined I the How'd you do it? Because that's like automatic on the on the web on the web wallet. It it's this is what happened. I signed the export transaction from the C chain, and then I closed my laptop. And then I was like, oh shit. So then I opened my laptop. I was, I was, I got distracted, right? Somebody came and closed my laptop. So then I opened my laptop again and I signed in. Why'd you close your laptop? Dude, like, I don't know. Like when somebody comes in the room unexpected and you're doing something like one, I was at work. You're doing a lot of sketchy shit. If you're your natural reaction is like, close the laptop. Yeah. I mean, that's always my natural reaction. (laughs) Close it. It doesn't matter who comes doesn't matter who comes in the room. Okay. Close my laptop. What's going on? I learned my lessons from what's his name? The dude that's in prison now for the rest of his life. A young kid. Old Ross Albright. Ross yeah. Albright. He didn't close his Albright. laptop. Albright. Hey. Albright. He no, didn't close Albright. his laptop. Now. And he should have fucking known better. He's in the public library. Close your laptop, bro. Even if you yeah. want to take a place. Library? I thought laptop. it was like a Starbucks. Well, anyways, they got his ass. So, anyways, I closed my library. I'm mean, not my library. Are you operating in dark web? Yeah. And I open it back up and then I get in like, and I open my ledger again and like number go down. And I was like, oh shit, number went down a lot. What's going on here? And then I, I put it on all the chain scanners and I was like, I am broken. And, then, and so I hit up the Slack and they're like, breathe easy, bro. Everything's fine. Your money is just in the phantom zone. You've got to sign it out. By the way, phantom. that happens way more often than you think it does. A lot of people are yeah. like, hey, I think I just lost my funds. And there's someone in Slack be like, no, you're good, bro. We got you. Yeah. So that's I've, it. I've, this I've, is I've, I know of that happening at least four times over the past month. And so, which was brings me to the point that I've been making for years, but now I just that guy that makes points that everyone sees are obvious is that as crypto evolves, it gets more and more specialized and becomes more and more centralized, not in maybe tech, not in maybe messaging, but centralized in who has the knowledge and skills to really understand what's going on here and help people, which means that we're creating an industry at the end of the day, right? Because plumbing wasn't always an industry, but then somebody was like, look, I'm going to learn a shit ton about these pipes and the people are going to pay me, right? (laughs) So now what's happening is an industry is being created where people are asking me questions like, hey, I literally got asked the other day, which hardware wall should I buy? Here's $400. And I was like, I will take you that and I will tell you this. Thank you. Right, like <laughs> I was like, nice. that's, you don't just tell them so, like, here's a ledger, it's seventy bucks or whatever, and then no, no, I did that. He's and a businessman, and, okay. and I took and I took the money, Jesse, and I took the Dang. money. Okay, <laughs> right? I'm not used so, to that. I'm just like, here's here's right here. Yeah, well, let me ask man. you this. Let me yeah. ask you this, Jesse. If you knew how to lay bricks, and somebody was like, 
hey, can you do, can you lay like eight bricks over here for me? And you're like, man, you could just lay yourself. Here's five bucks. Go get some grout or yeah. not grout. Go get some cement and da 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 da. They're like, ah, oh, man, that's cool and all, but I'd pay you $5,000 to do it. Aren't you going to yeah. be like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess it really. You want your bricks laid, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It has to be made clear that like they really don't want to do it. And it's really like, I'll, I'll do it. But like, it's really like they could have done it. You know what I mean? And then once I, when, once that is satisfied for me, like I know that they knew they could have done it and I'm just doing it because they're lazy. They're comfortable offloading that convenience to you. Exactly. Like, yeah. Then I'm like, all right, oh, there you go. Yeah. You, like, there is something about that. I resonate with that. Unless like, my ethics dictate that I can't be manipulating somebody or like taking advantage of somebody in the process of taking money from them. Yeah, I'd rather show them like, hey, you could have done this like DIY. Here's some videos. Teach yourself. If you don't want to do it, then I'll do it for you. Then, but mm. or typically I don't want to do it because like it's boring because I don't want to do it uh, either. I see. And that is I, that is the like main business case for open source technology is yeah. Here it's free. You can do it. Yeah. If you don't want to. We'll do it for you for a price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, Corey, you've been a it's out in the open before. What? How many people you've been an educator before? Arguably, still educate. Do uh, I, I bet you spend a good amount of your days totally still does. in the year educating. But wow. as a paid educator, at one point, how many people want to learn? It depends on the oh, scenario that you're in. How many people want to learn without exterior motivators being placed on them? How many people want to intrinsically just sit and absorb knowledge and learn new things? Oh, a very small portion of the, of the population. <laughs> I will say 20%. I will say that from having a lot of generous and having a lot. Exactly. Having a lot of, so Jesse, here's, here's a caveat like to that, learning, right? Unless Who it's wants boring. to learn something they're not passionate about? Yeah. I, I hate learning things I don't Everyone care. will learn something they're passionate about. Yeah. But like, you got to get through life and there's a bunch of shit you got to do that yeah. you're not passionate about. Yeah. 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 That's where you offload things. There we go. So yeah. knowing that, you can maybe, my, maybe my 20% is generous. But since I know that there's an extremely low percentage of people that want to learn something new, I now approach the scenario with, okay, I'm going to give you a bunch of tools. You're going to pay me for my time. Yeah. If you want to learn this stuff, learn it. It's on you. Don't care anymore. I've been screaming for a decade now about how you should care. You don't. So yeah. at this point in time, I'm going to teach you. I'm going to give you all these tools to learn. And you're going yeah. to pay me for my time in kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes that's, sense. That's how I kind of feel. Yeah. Remember like when Xboxes were modded so that you could like have access to like, I don't know, like I'm an Xbox. internal hard drive with like a whole yeah. bunch of free games, right? So like. I remember there was a dude above me, like in the apartment I lived in, and he would charge like $150 to mod. And like that, that makes sense. Like if you don't want to DIY it yourself and you just want to like pay somebody else to mod it for you. But like the Xbox was like $300 and modding it was like, I don't know, like $20 in terms of parts and maybe like 30 to 30 minutes to an hour worth of labor. So like, again, if, if I like disclaimers, like you could have done this yourself, but you're just that damn lazy that you're going to have me do it for you whole point right that's the whole point of what we're offering we're not saying yeah. like everyone should do everything we're saying like yeah yeah you have options to do it yourself if you want to and then yeah. you get to choose how you want to live your life and yeah, like yeah. right and for a lot of the things in the in, in the world people don't have options 
Yeah. They don't need a choice to do it themselves. They have to offload that responsibility to somebody else. I don't have a choice yeah. to build my own smartphone because I don't live in Shenzhen. Yeah. So, like, like, you know what I mean? Like, we're just all we're doing in Web3 is giving people more options to take control over what they want. Yeah. And then making the decision to give that responsibility to someone else when they don't want to do it. Yeah. yeah. And then there's like, and there's also tiers of that, Jesse, was kind of gets into maybe this will help make your ethical decisions faster in the future is there's okay. capability, <laughs> willingness, and time allotment. Yeah. Some people are capable, but just yeah. not willing and don't yeah. have the time. Yeah. I totally right? get that. Some yeah. people are incapable, are willing, and do have the time. So that's kind of maybe the person that's like, okay, you're not yeah. capable, okay. you're willing, and you don't have the time, and you do have the time. Maybe I can teach you these things and lower my fee. I'll be a good guy here, right? Mm-hmm. I'll lower my fee. I'll teach you these things because you want to yeah. learn. Then there's people who are capable, not willing, and have a bunch of time. If they have a bunch yeah. of time, those people you charge a lot because it's like, shit, man, you're not going to sit here and waste my time with your time waste. You're yeah. not going to come over here and put your burden on me. Yeah. Right. I'm going to charge yeah, you a lot of money. Sense. Charge yeah, you yeah, a lot yeah. of money. So it's just to get you off That's my back. It's a good graphic. You should make it. That, that, that bit should be animated. <laughs> I think it should be. That'd be a really good. You, and then you yeah. can slap a disclaimer and then you can scale it. And then you have other people that like provide the really service good. that you provided. Do you teach them? This and then that could be like. Yeah. A hundred dollars in UST. To the front. no, I'm kidding. Oh no, hundred dollars in ETH to the first audience member that gets an animated clip of my capability, willingness, and time allotment uh, uh, theory. The theory of D. I'd even be happy with like a cutscene of like there may be animation. There seems to be graphics that show up. Yeah, I mean, but that's how you gauge if you're a person who has like an invoicing structure of business where you're going to commit a bunch of your time and then send a bill for it. How do you put a value on that time is by using those three things to measure. Right. And that that's what's helped me and I do. Okay. So anyways, yeah, we don't talk about crypto very much for you new Bitcoin listeners. I mean, but, <laughs> it's all been pretty peripherally Bitcoin and crypto. Mm-hmm. How to think about this th- stuff. What do you think is the difficult. next big thing disguised? What do you think the next big thing that's disguising an ICO is going to be? Communities. Disguising an ICO. What do you mean? So, okay. First, there's ICOs in 2017. Those, obviously, like maybe two of those worked. Then there, and this, this is just a natural thing of business, by the way. Like people try shit. Some of it works. A lot of it doesn't right? Yeah. 99% of businesses fail or something like that. Like that's a real statistic. Like people are starting businesses every minute. They're not going to last. All right. Well, some of you will, most of you won't back to the thing. Okay. So ICOs, then ICOs get was zapped. There's like three companies left, four companies, maybe more. I don't care too much. And then, then there's NFTs and DeFi, right? Like these new, well, you things know, the, with- the, like if you talk to like a, like, I'm going to get ahead of your question. I, I think I know what you're asking. Like, what's going to be the next thing on the next hype cycle? Yeah. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, that's what I was kind of getting to. What's the next thing on the next hype cycle? So if you look at, like, if you ask the boomers that live through the dot-com era. Not investment advice. You ask them, right? Like, what was at the end, right? Because, like, we've gone through a lot of, like, you know, like the, the... the NFTs, the DeFi, the DAO stuff, and then we did this. And then now we're, like, doing this, right? So what's this? And typically it's, like... It's uh, social stuff, 
right? That's the that's the typical. That's the end end game. That's when I, that's next, when you know the, the ecosystem matures. The social stuff. So yeah. Okay. Oh. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Can that be? Can that be transported? I see. I see like you're offering. It's. It's. These things happen when you lower the barrier of entry, and you allow people to do things that they couldn't do beforehand without understanding the fundamentals of the thing. There's like if you look at ERC20s, like or like ICOs that happened because the ERC20 standard became available, and you can mint a token without really understanding what's going on, and then there was hype around buying that token based on some promise that had nothing to do with the token. Right before yeah. that, you had to like understand the fundamentals of making a token so that you were more aligned with the actual project. So, as you lower the barrier of entry, you make it easier for people to do stuff without understanding what they're doing, which allows you to take advantage of people. Same thing happened with NFTs, same thing happened with DAOs and DeFi, is you like started cloning things like Uniswap and things like that, or like expanding on Uniswap. Uh, and so when you, I would say if you want to look for the next thing that's like that, what barrier of entry are we lowering that's going to make it easy for someone to copy and paste without understanding what they're doing? Jesse's got a really good point, though. Like, like Facebook tried to launch like their, their, you know, their blockchain for a reason because that was going to be like the end game of the of like you know crypto like they're going to co-opt crypto and be like embed that token in their messaging application mm -hmm. and then have the lawyers to jurisdictionally like be like okay let's make it operate all the in all the countries that we operate in but they they weren't able Dude. to do that so somebody's going to come up and do that i think but in a way that's that a like makes sense keen, that's a very keen observation though just because i'm just like, thinking like of all the like tech advancements of the last century maybe a little more than a century maybe 120 years and then like <clears throat> it really only started to gain that exponential traction when it became like something that allowed people to connect people like once that light bulb went off it was like oh why do i need a car that's lame i got these horses but then oh shit i want to reach yeah it's like yeah. i can get i can if i got a car i can go further and talk to my family over like i don't know however many what do they measure yeah. stuff by then bushels I end game know. is connecting people like, that's that's <laughs> the end game of any technology typically it's like you want to bring people closer that's that's the goal yeah. and and so like the telephone probably the same like why do i need a telephone and then they're like oh i can just talk to this person for on the low and i don't have to write them yeah. a letter because writing letters sucks yeah and then like <laughs> and then like so that's kind of a neat observation. If I like trying to tie that into crypto, the closest we've gotten is this NFT craze, but that not even really because it's like, hey, I'll trade you my people want to people want to they want to do crypto, but they want to do it with other people. And I think that whoever makes the UX, like whoever decreases the barrier of entry for people to connect with people and make it Web three, that's going to be the end game. Yeah, community has to be. Status. <laughs> this is subliminal information. Subliminal. I mean, though. I mean clearly, we're making that bet, right? Like, yes. I mean, obviously. you go, go, go. That's that's, 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 a, that's a tiny talk, right? Like, I talk about communities and social crypto quite a bit, and like Jesse is doing the same thing, and I'd say, like, I'm not dog feeding us. I'm literally no, saying you're not. Like, but if there's something to it, right? People want to people spend time yeah. together and do this yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's true. Why is dog Why? feeding the thing? Why isn't it like giraffe feeding? Um, that's way too difficult. We can call it giraffe feeding if you want. Mm. 
It's like orangutan. What is, why is that the term? I think it's because like dogs, dogs feeding like, an apple. Why? Why is it? Why? Why is that? Because maybe you serve the term it up is to a dog. To have originated with Microsoft in the 1980s, although the term's true origins are debated. I'm this. Just I'm is that this. If the dog food it. is of the high quality advertised to consumers, then it should be good enough for a person to eat as well. Eat your own dog food. Are you? Did you ready to Google it? You fast me? Yeah, I already did. That's what I was reading from. Techopedia. Like. Google feeds directly into Jesse. You need to get that. Pretty sure he's he's ahead of the curve on like the Elon Musk uh, brain implant. He already has one. You know what's it? Whenever you hear like, go ahead. Yeah. No. No. Go ahead. I was just saying, like, if you're talking to Jesse, and at any time you think you're hearing like, um, a uh, what are those birds that fly really fast? Origin story. Uh, A hummingbird. Yeah. If you think you're hearing a hummingbird, you're not. That's Jesse typing something. That you just said and it's being googled in real time <laughs> yeah, i thought i was gonna <sighs> challenge him one day to a type to a typing contest and they fucking blew me away no Pretty no sure i cheated but it's fine no 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 no. i only i was only like 10 words per minute faster than you because in reality <laughs> like like doing real sentences with like punctuation and capital you know capital letters it's it's hard and punk you know punctuation semicolon weird like shit. yeah yeah no i can't no yeah. whenever you're, you're talking about and you hear hummingbirds, he's Googling what you said in real time. So just know that. Just know I'm that. absorbing it and I'm putting it in my brain. Jesus, dog. Relax. Just just stop. Just relax. Okay. Hey, D, are you going to have like a real setup soon? Dude, I'm two months out. They just put all the exterior trim on. Siding's two months, huh? Delivered. Second are you gonna have like a like a like on. a studio? You're gonna have like a whole space? Bro, my office is as big as my living room is right now. And that's just Oh yeah, what are you gonna put in it? We're gonna put in it besides your computer and microphone. You don't even have like a regular uh, computer anymore, do you? You got a laptop. I don't know. I'm gonna have to no, my regular computer's in storage, but I have it, right? I need I to upgrade old, it. I think it's old, time for a new one. It's it's four years old, right? So yeah, I probably will need to upgrade. I got like an eight hundred dollar monitor for it, so I'm keeping that. But um yeah, I'm just got an eight hundred dollar monitor. Yeah, bro. Is it like one a of the, fat curved one? No, no, no. It's like a super good one, though. It's one of the perks. I got like, a $2,200 monitor. <laughs> it's, yeah. No, that's not a monitor. That's a tablet. It's that's not like a, a monitor. Drawing it's thing. A, yeah, you're cheating. Drawing but it's a, yeah. it's, it's uh, I can't remember the name of it, but I'll show you when it arrives. How big is storage. it? Is it like a TV that you're putting? It's not big. It's like 27 inches. 27 inches. Yeah, it's not right. a monitor. A 27-inch monitor? No, that's, that's, that's a good monitor. Is it a 4K, like 120 hertz? It's like all profile. the case. It's, okay. it's it's a great huh. it's a great monitor. And then, now, do you um, have the GPU for it? That I don't. Right, but you're helping me yeah. with that, right? You're gonna show me the okay. right one to I buy. Mean, and then, I mean, I I can get you one at Micro Center. And then, um, are you next to a Micro Center? I literally and uh, for security There's nothing purposes, near me. There's like, it's like said, for miles. security <laughs> purposes, there might be Micro Centers near me, but I'm not sure. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm pretty. Excited. All right, let's wrap this up. Yeah, I'm happy about it. Um, all right, so let's do our typical thing here. We haven't done this in a while, so I'm a little. It's rusty. been a while. I forgot how to podcast. I'm a little. I'm a little rusty here. Oh, there we go. Um, become a patron, right? Uh, go to the go to patreon.com uh, slash the Bitcoin Podcast. Um, becoming a patron now will guarantee that you still get goodies from being a patron when we when we transition to hashing it out. Right, so get in while the getting's good. In, you know, it's in episodes, no shit, it's happening. 
Yeah, bro. We don't have a lot of time. Uh, and Jesse was, had a great idea. Like a where, the future to worry about it, but that's like soon. I think it's in about three weeks because Jesse had a brilliant idea that we can start doing hashing it out. Right. And then do these 10 episodes and they'll just be the lost episodes. We just release them as is. I want to get to 400 as a, as a pride thing. Like, damn, we did 400 episodes of that. That's yeah. I like the 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 roundness of 400. Right. Um, But you know, I think we can continue on and just start getting warm with hashing it out and what the kind, you know, get our style, get our cadence there. So anyway, it has a different feel, Corey. If you, if you skim that one, you'll, you'll see that. Okay. We're kind of going, trying to go a little bit more technical. So the discussions are, one. what am I skimming? The skim, last skim episode. The last episode. Yeah. When, the you last were on, episode. when you were on a uh, blackout mode of the Bitcoin podcast. Yeah. Mm, yeah. It's just titled okay, yeah. the lost episode of the transition between TBP and HIO. Okay. I'll listen yeah. to it. So join the Slack. I'll, I'll, um, I'll criticize you. Yeah. Criticize us. Very strong feedback from our community that joining the Slack is one of the most valuable things that they've ever done. Um, That's not going to. It is one of the. It's it's only going to get better because we're only getting better in this whole crypto shindig. So join the Slack. You'll be in the community of high like the professionalism in there is super high, but we still get to just chill. there's a lot of people in there with a lot of skills, a lot of wisdom, a lot of experience. It's a great community. It's like, it's just the best hidden secret in crypto. And it, that's becoming more and more true every single week. Um, every single week. What else? Every, every week. Um, also on the podcasting app, you know, give us five stars. If you don't want to give us five stars, then, you know, I don't know why you go through all that trouble to open up your app and rate somebody. You know, give us five stars. All right, go to the next. What, what do we do next? What do we got next? Is this shout out time? I've been shout out some long time. Oh my god! <laughs> shout out to Kanye West. Turn out hot. <laughs> oh, shout out to Kanye West for you know, I guess existing now. He doesn't really do much else. Uh, shout out, ah, now this guy. Shout out to Kendrick Lamar. He just released a great song. Kendrick Lamar is you know. You watch that man, video I put in, in Slack. Yes, the man won a Peabody. He's got talent. That was good. He's got talent. That was good. It's a, is it a music video? What is it? Yeah, it's a music video. He used yeah. deep fake. The music video uses deep fake. Interesting. It's pretty, oh, shout it's pretty out trippy. To, uh, is it in general chat or where? It's in Random? music. It's in the music. Oh. Hashtag music. You know, uh, music shout out goes. to... Um, I didn't join that. I don't know who that is, but I do know he's an activist. And um, he's king of the light skins. Uh, what's his name? King of the light skins. <laughs> oh. He's from uh, Grey's Anatomy. Isn't yeah, he's no, from no. Grey's Anatomy. I just call him King of the Light Skins. I don't Jesse know Williams. Jesse Williams. Yeah. There he is. Yeah, he's an I only know that because Alicia told me in the private chat. He's a pretty handsome yep. man. Mm-hmm. Corey's own disclaimers out here. He's got Jesse Williams posters. That is Matt Damon. <laughs> Shout out to you, Matt Damon, for ruining my internet life. I'm probably going to get DuckDuckGo and change. Marshall was good, though. So because of I'll give him that. It was a great movie. Uh, shout out to Thor and also Thor. Oh yeah, that was the yeah. And shout out to a whole wide smile, long neck Zoe Saldana. I hope you got out of that court case, girl. She's got neither in this one. She got a little bit of long neck. She got long vein and neck. I mean, that is a long neck thing right there. I don't even have. How do you even get? Yeah, that shit right there. How do you even get that? What is? Oh my going? god. <laughs> oh no. 
Anyway, you had it. You had it. You just got to lean back. Did you lean yeah, back? There it is. <laughs> lean back. back. There it is. Wide smile, yeah. long neck. There we go. What long neck, Zoe? Uh, you're still being seized from 2017 hype cycle, so you probably hate crypto. So I hope you hate it enough to hear about us one day. Who we've been giving you shout outs for six years. How uh, amazing would that be? One day, maybe. <laughs> that would maybe. be pretty dope, man. I hope she's on your list with your with your boo, D, and that happens. Uh, I, I would ask her if she's in an open marriage. <laughs> I would do that. <laughs> had, to whisper, had, to whisper, had to whisper that one. <laughs> Till the house gets built. All right, y'all. Uh, <laughs> play the outro.